Hello you. How's it going? I'm um I'm on a rug on the floor of my bedroom, which is I'm spending a lot of time here recently because in the morning it catches the sort of the the first warming rays of sunshine in the morning. It's just so nice just to bask here and occasionally when the dog's not barking at the wind, he'll sit on the windowsill. It's a nice peaceful little spot. Um just me at the minute though, actually. I've just been going through some notes in my um my my, my notebook where the notes live. And uh, I was just reminded of a, a really lovely little metaphor. So let, let me describe, um, I'll just launch in, shall I? Um, have you got one of these drawers in your life? So I'm talking about a drawer, like a kitchen drawer or a drawer in a dresser somewhere in your house. And it's kind of, it's the place where stuff ends up. My mate calls them temporary chaos zones. Um, but it's it's somewhere where everything goes, where you're not sure where to put it. Kind of like batteries, old keys, bits of string, maybe instruction manuals, um, weird bits of wood, um, maybe not, that's just me, uh, pens that may or may not work, um, old remote controls, um, maybe important letters or documents that you need to keep hold of but you're not sure you might need someday, general flotsam and jetsam of life that kind of it matters, but you're kind of not not ready to do anything with it yet. So you just cram it into this drawer and eventually this drawer gets fuller and fuller and fuller to the point where it gets difficult to open and you're just you're squeezing more and more into it. But it, it, there's no room and it starts to sort of spill out. Have you got one of these drawers? Do you know what I mean? Um, well, uh, th- this is a wonderful little metaphor uh, I found that was gifted to me by a client who's describing... The sensation of what it's like where um, things that are going on in life, like the stress and things that triggered you and just just general life bits and bobs that you're not processing or dealing with. You know, the stresses and strains of of, of being a human, basically. Um, And we've got a kind of like it's almost as if uh, we ourselves are our own or maybe part of us, our brain or, or our heart maybe is, is this kind of utility temporary chaos drawer where everything gets stuffed and left uh in in the sort of um the kind of half promise that one day we might get round to to dealing with it and processing it and um i guess it's about emotional processing really it's about um dealing with emotional energy emotions generally that that we that, that gather and store like a like a battery and and the consequences of, of of having this this stuffed drawer are, are um, that it will overflow out the back and the sides. It won't open properly, and it'll start to spill into other drawers, you know, above it and below it. So the point where you've not just got one drawer that won't open properly, the one above it and the one below won't open properly either. And this is kind of where, where the beauty of the metaphor is, because if you're holding a lot of stress and strain in the body. In your in in your mind, and you're carrying it and not dealing with it, it starts to spill out into other parts of your life too. There's this thing called, have you ever heard? It's called the body keeps the score, which is a kind of useful, ubiquitous phrase that 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 floats around in in sort of my kind of circles, which is which is all about um um how you relate to your your physical body in in the way you express yourself through life that sounded a bit woolly didn't it i'm just going to say embodied coaching that's just kind of what i do um and this idea that your body will the overflowing of that drawer will 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 
affect other parts of your life. So, for example, tension headaches, uh, night sweats, can you, or you wake up panicking, or breathlessness, or um, what other ones? Uh, I, I, I'll draw my own experience, shall I? Like, uh, your heartbeat is irregular, or you're maybe short-tempered and irritable. Uh, or you're just, just generally fatigued and exhausted for like with little reason really. Like those are the different kind of symptoms of having this overflowing um, uh, metaphoric draw in your body somewhere. It reminds me actually in my, where was it, early 30s, I had a kind of uh, a city job that was nine to five corporate and it was very well paid and respectable it was kind of job you kind of your your parents would hope you have at that point in life and it was well paid and wasn't particularly uh, hard but it was it was kind of it came with status and prestige I guess so I didn't want to leave it but I just found that I was waking up in the night feeling really hot and and sticky and sweaty for no reason at all and yeah, a little bit irritable, and I, I, I didn't know what was going on. I, I, I thought I maybe was ill at the time, but I, it just felt off and wrong. And what it was was I was in um, a relationship that wasn't working very well, and I just wasn't rewarded in my job. I was just mind-numbingly bored in my job. I was just so apathetic, but also stuck and trapped because I was like, I felt like obliged to keep the job because I didn't want to let anyone down, and I thought I needed the security and the money and all these kind of things, and. I was stuffing stuff into my kit in my my, um, my temporary chaos zone drawer, and it was it was jamming all the other drawers too, and it was affecting. It was it was a mental health thing, and I guess that's what the subtext is here. Like that feels like a weighty term to drop in the context of like, oh, this is just life and a bit of stress that's getting on top of you. But it is. This is this is mental hygiene. I guess is maybe a more helpful word. It's we go through life. Entering in situations at work and in our relationships, our career, in business, and everything comes at a kind of um, comes at a cost. There's an emotional cost if if something triggers you or activates you, as we say in 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 my world. Um, it will be stored somewhere. It will go somewhere. And if it's not dispelled or it's not processed, and by that I mean um, dealt with or um, spoken about or shared or you know, journaled or many of the different ways to process all these emotions and things that happen to us, it's, um, the draw will overflow. Um, and if you're anything like me, if you're in my, my kind of tribe of people, which is, um, sort of more, you, you, you're a doer, you know, relentless doing can be a theme in your life sometimes, like always being kind of on it, being productive and making and doing and, not the kind of person who finds it easy to sit still and just relax and put your feet up, you know. We, we do relaxation, but it's kind of engaging, active relaxation rather than kind of passive, vegetative um, relaxation. And relentless doing um, can sometimes be an avoidance strategy or distraction. Like it, it can be, if you're constantly running um, and moving and doing things, that is a way of not processing all this stuff and not not taking time to sit to go to the kitchen drawer and go all right I can't shut the kitchen drawer it's spilling out the front and there's all these different kind of open loops and things that I've not resolved or or dealt with and they're all they're all mounting up here maybe it's time to have a a session and um, another gift from this client was saying that you know it's it's better to deal with the drawer little by little little and often 
rather than just waiting for it all to gather in there to the point where it just bursts open and causes problems. So like that, that would be the ideal situation is where um, you find time to, to process and go through the draw. Um, so yeah, the, the problem is exacerbated by relentless doing, just perpetual, always going on to the next task and being productive and that kind of thing. That that can be, it's if that's, you know... Um, your way of engaging with the world and it certainly is for me that that and 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 you can embrace and love that that's not a fault you know if you like making and doing and making things happen that's that's cool it's just there's a way of integrating that with also um finding time to to deal with the emotional stuff you know the and I'm not just talking about things like um heartbreak and grief and tragedy and loss I'm not just talking about stuff I'm just talking about general everyday stuff just kind of low-grade urgency or pressure or expectations or um, scrutiny um, or or um, the way we relate to one another at work, someone's being short with you or this kind of stuff. All all this stuff kind of just, yeah, it accumulates. I think that's the thing. It's like, you you heard the phrase kind of death by a thousand paper cuts or the straw that broke a camel's back. It's, It's like that. It's like they're not it's not a single incident that's that's tipping you over the edge and causing the draw to explode. It's this constant attrition of just putting something in there, going, yeah, yeah, I, I know that, that that's that's significant. I'll deal with that later. I'll just just put it in here for now, and I'll just go on to the next thing. That's that's where the perpetual doing exacerbates this whole uh, this whole situation with the 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 overflowing stuffed draw. Um, yeah. As for as for how to process this problem, I mean. I'm 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 reticent to go into solutions really. I, I guess I could share something of my story that might help because everyone's different and it's kind of my job to get in session with people and ask questions and help them work through what the best solutions are for them and the best strategies for dealing with the uh, the overflowing kitchen drawer. So it's it's very much tailored to who it is, who the person is as an individual, and I, I would say the same to you. But yeah, for me, um, it was becoming more attuned to and aware of of the body so um knowing what the signs and the signals are that it gives me when um i'm exceeding my my capacity for being in stressful situations or i'm overcommitting myself for example lately i've been saying yes to a lot of things i've started up an improv group um i do networking i'll be doing collaborations with someone else um i've been going to other events um Oh goodness! Just, just, and starting course. It's just doing lots of things, right? And I just started to notice I was um, feeling a certain amount of threat in my body and, and agitation, and also like just periods of kind of sudden fatigue, like, and I just needed to sleep. And that's okay. That 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 happens sometimes. We get tired, but it's like going, oh okay, body's tend to tell me something here, and it kind of gently reminds you the body. Um, this is the thing about people who who are doers. They relate to the world through their body, in my experience. And the signs are always there. The body will let you know. And it gently kind of says, oh, just so you know, I'm feeling pretty exhausted at the minute. And yeah, you can push me. You might get another two or three days out of me. But, um, you know, there'll, there'll be a reckoning soon, which is um, the body's way of saying, dude, <laughs> dude, the draw. Look, the draw. Look, <laughs> look over here, the draw. Um, so I generally 
Um, don't get to the point of, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the draw becoming overflowing. Also, I have a kind of a, I don't know what you call it, like a, I guess it's a self-care sort of, uh, not routine because I don't do it every day, but I do little things like a gratitude journal and every day I check in with myself and I, I, I sort of see what I've got, what kind of resources I've got available, what my energy levels are like. Um, I use a model around seasons, whether I'm in spring, summer, autumn or winter, just to know where my, my moods and my energies are and... I'm essentially what I do is I give myself little pauses where I, I kind of, I give my body a, a time to set to let me know what it wants me to know is is really what I'm trying to say. I'm giving my body, my heart, I guess, like and my emotions, space to go to let me know what's going on for it, rather than relentlessly doing it and ignoring it and um, acting like I can be a hundred percent productive a hundred percent of the time, which. It's not a, real expect- a realistic expectation, at least for me. It probably was when I was younger. Um, I could just push through and get on with it. But now I'm in middle age. Um, it's just body doesn't want to do that anymore. Um, so I guess there's an invitation there maybe just to kind of just listen. And your body will let you know what it what it wants to do next or what it's capable of. That, that kind of works for me. Um, and um, actually, I shared an interesting post on Instagram that might help recently. There's, there's an article called The Seven, Ca- Seven Types of Rest. And this might help if you think, when you think of rest, you might think of the kind that I just described earlier on, where you, you just crash on the sofa and you put your feet up or you vegetate in front of Netflix or whatever. Like that's, that's kind of one kind of rest, I guess, maybe physical rest. But there are other kinds of rest. There, there are seven, apparently, spiritual, mental, um, creative. Um, Google seven types of rest. There's a TED Talk and there's a Guardian article. And it might give you some ideas about the kinds of rest that you might need. And, and for me, active rest is one of them. So just walking through nature and just not uh, just just being present in nature, really, not paying particular attention to anything else other than just moving and maybe uh yeah the dog mean, might be nearby that kind of thing but yeah just finding a little bit of a gap um uh noticing is a good one um I, I haven't done this much recently but it really helped when i was a little bit more stressed um which is just going and sitting somewhere and it's almost like people watching but for everything so it's as if you imagine that everything that that is in your field of vision as you kind of stare softly is kind of you're receiving it it's it's not it's sort of transmitting to you and you don't label or name it you just kind of go like you just it's almost like you're witnessing oh i'm doing it now look radiator and there's the floor and i'm naming these things but in my head i'm not i'm just kind of just noticing them that's that's a really good kind of way to i guess give the brain a bit of a gap but anyway i'm going into solutions here aren't i but um when I said I wasn't going to, um, so that's the that's the stuffed drawer, isn't it? A lovely little metaphor. I thought for for yeah for um, the our um, our capacity and what we've got available to us and our relationship with our body and what we might be avoiding or distracting ourselves from, and how it pays to give yourself little regular bits or frequent bits of respite where you process the stuff that's coming up you know the feelings the thoughts whether it's journaling or 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 therapy you know there's so many different options out there and i'd encourage you to to have a a practice around that just to to get through the um this thing we call life um so your draw may i'll leave you with it may your draws be plentiful 
and ne never full or overflowing. That's what we want. We want nice, smooth kitchen drawers that open and close on their runners. And everything's kind of not necessarily in, in its place because I'm not the kind of person who has cutlery all straightened out and in the right. It moves around the kitchen for me. But do you know what I mean? Like, at least you know which drawer, where, where things are in which drawer and what's generally going on in there. And you're not just dumping stuff in it. You're, you're, you've got a respectful relationship with your um, your your temporary chaos zones or your yeah your your kitchen miscellaneous drawer. Um, ah, thanks for listening. I hope there's some use in that. I hope there's some wisdom for you. That's what I aspire to. Thank you for listening so much. Uh, I love you. Bye. Ooh, epilogue. I forgot to mention one of my favourite memes which relates to all this, which is the um, potato masher meme. And it's it's a picture of a potato masher. I'll try and find it. And it you know the potato masher? It looks like a like a kind of... Uh, how do you describe a potato masher? <laughs> it's, it's a kitchen utensil. It's got a handle and it's got a kind of wiry mesh or a fist or a grill at the end of it. And you use it for squashing potatoes to make mashed potato. Or I could just say, you probably know what potato masher is. I don't know, but there you go. Potato masher. Anyway, there's a picture of a potato masher and it says, um, it says uh, something like, oh, so you want to open your kitchen utensil drawer, do you? The fuck you are. And it's this idea that potato mashers sit in the, in the drawer waiting for anyone to try and open it. And they're like, absolutely not. No, this is not happening. And they do everything in their power to not open the drawer. Oh, I've just realised it's one of those jokes where it's like you've got to see it or you've got to be there to find it funny and now it's not as funny as I wished it was. Oh, disappointing. Never mind. Anyway, I'm going to put a mashed potato, a potato masher on the front of this just for lols. And then you just, in case you're wondering why it's there. Thank you. Bye.